Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Let's start with the San Francisco 49ers, three and a half point favorites on the road against the Tennessee Titans. Okay, so let's talk about the line move. And then, AJ, you can explain what drove the line move. So, uh, 49ers, as McKenzie made sure to mention a few times before the show, they've covered five or six. They've been hot. He uh, Scorching hot, I think he said. Oh, my God. He, lo- he loves that team. Boy. He loves that. But, hey, you know, it's funny. He was fo- We forced him to pick against the 49ers once this season. And lo and behold, he dies in a cover. So <laughs> you think he? I, I thought he'd be so rock star because you figure it'd be so hard for him to go against him. It'd be a good spot. Uh, but anyway, is the line in this game was four, so it was a little bit higher for San Fran. And remember, they're a road favor against Tennessee, but then the line went to three. And what was the driver of that? The receivers, AJ, right? Yeah, AJ Brown. AJ Brown being back this week. Julio Jones for the first time all season, not on the injury report at all. So the Titans' receiving core getting a little bit healthier. And that's the names people know. AJ Brown. People know Julio Jones, or at least they remember him. <laughs> but there was a couple announcements today, not as big names, but material enough to move the number. Yeah, the left side of the Titans offensive line is out now. Taylor Lewan with a back injury officially out and Roger Saffold who was they were hopeful would be cleared through COVID protocol by now, not cleared. So their starting left tackle, their pro bowl starting left tackle and their left guard both out for this game. So this is a great opportunity to really put into practice one of our basic premises, which is the big names, that's what people react to, but and, and, and typically they tend to react sufficiently, meaning if they're out, they account for them being out sufficiently. If they're in, they do the same. Sometimes they over-account for the big names. My gut feeling is Julio Jones moves the needle more than, he, than maybe is warranted, maybe than he merits. So the over-under for his receiving yards is in the 30s, right, AJ? Yes. I mean, think about that. Julio Jones, oh, and obviously he was a monster in it, you know, when healthy in his prime, a great receiver, but 30-some yards? Yeah, that, that shouldn't move the needle too much, but it does. Now, linemen, they don't move the needle as much, but they should. So right away, my instinct here is to look towards San Francisco. But that's not going to be my best bet. I'm going to give my best bet right now, and it is going with the under. Under for the game, under 45 and a half, best bet, R.J. Bell. And here's why. The line was in the 44 range. And it got ticked up to 45 and a half. Now, remember, 44 is a key, key total. 
So just like with sides, 3, 7, 10, those are key numbers because they happen as a margin of victory more often. But totals also have key numbers. It's going to be combinations of 7 and 3. Right. So as you can, uh, you know, 44 is a key number, 41 is a key number, et cetera. 37 used to be a monster key number. Those days are past. Those days are gone. But it's too low now. So we got going under a past the key number of 44, under 45 and a half. And my thinking is, and let me ask you, AJ, is if you take two linemen out and you have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, I'm not sure that's even a net positive. I'm not either. And this is a, a very physical defense. They're going to cause havoc up front. Yeah, San Fran. And to me, I think probably those two receivers are worth more to the scoring. But here's what you got to keep in mind. The 44... The number that it was assumed A.J. Brown was going to come back, or at least there was a real high likelihood of it. So it was built in there. So if both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown had been declared out, the line would have went down from 44. So it was somewhere in the middle waiting to see what happened with those guys. So considering the fact that this was a move upwards when the receivers were declared ready to play – that already had moved up a little bit because there was some assumption that was going to happen. Now that movement feels especially big considering the linemen that in theory should counteract it. So this is a perfect play for, when I say perfect, I mean, it's a scenario I love, which is to fade the overreaction of the public to the big names and to be on the side of the lesser names that maybe are equally important. What do you think of the play? I, I love the play. I actually leaned to under 44 earlier in the week, with, and I was already assuming that A.J. Brown was returning this week. So the the bump up off of the news that they're officially back uh, just makes me like this even more. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's take a look at these games. Let's start with the Saturday games. Cleveland minus seven and a half at the Green Bay Packers. You know, hearing McKenzie say pulsing is a little disturbing. I didn't like it. I yeah, didn't like I, it. I, I don't know why I don't, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cleveland, dream crusher, right? Oh, they lost. What a tough game. Raiders kicked the field goal. Okay, maybe. But they still have a 16% chance to make the playoffs based upon 538's projections. And they're very respected. So to me, as much as we might sit and think, man, they're in the dumps, at 16%, I'm not sure the Browns aren't fully motivated. And with the coach being out last game, with Baker being out, my sense is those two are going to especially want to step up. 
And if you look at Green Bay specifically, they're motivated because they're in control of their own destiny to get to buy in the number one seat. So I think both teams are motivated, though the Browns are not obviously motivated from some perspectives. Saturday night game, Arizona minus one hosting the Colts. You know, one more thing about the Packers. I, I really was high on their defense, and it looked really good against Seattle. Now, how much of that was Russell Wilson's lingering finger injury? But in the four games since, they've given up an average, Green Bay has, of 31 points a game. AJ, that's over 30 points a game. That's incredible. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, that, I'm not even going to double. I'm not going to check your math on that. No, I mean, it's a, 31's above 30, and 30 is kind of a demarcator. I, I, maybe when they get some players back, but this Green Bay D is not what people were kind of projecting it to be. All right, Arizona minus one hosting the Colts. Now, this was a great example if you like to buy low and sell high. Because this is as low as Arizona has been since they started the season hot. And getting dominated by the lines is how you get low in the eyes of batters. (laughs) The Colts are as high as they've been. I mean, by far. There's coach of the year talk for Reich. And how did the lines move? Well, if you would have bet this game a week ago, so before last weekend's games, Arizona was favored by five points. Five. That's more than four. Now, <laughs> now, what was the line as of yesterday? Pick them. So literally a five-point adjustment. How does that happen? If there's not injuries, and remember, Hopkins was out already at that point so there's no Hopkins adjustment the most you can downgrade a team the most is usually a point unless there's injuries so in the most you can upgrade a team is a point let's say we're going to break the mold with Arizona and downgrade them one and a half because that was a bad loss well net net then the directional towards the Colts would be the Colts plus one for the New England win, though, I think that is a little generous because, I mean, that, that, the punt block really drove that game. And then let's say one and a half point downgrade for Arizona. So now it's net net two and a half points of movement. So five becomes two and a half. Five doesn't become pick them. Now, the line has ticked up to one. But man, oh, man, I don't have the guts on this one because I do believe that. Kyler Murray, when he's banged up, it really hurts him more than most. Everyone is less of a player when they're hurt, but some more than others. And Kyler is very sensitive to injury. He doesn't want to run the ball when he's hurt, it seems like. And number two, though, I I think that what we're seeing with Kingsbury is he, he, that type of offense tends to uh lose efficiency later in the year because it's simple it's a sim- simple NFL offense and as people get more and more tape on it 
It's something the defenses tend to do better and better against. That combination doesn't make me anxious to play Arizona, but I can't play the Colts because they're so expensive right now. Yeah, the Cardinals 27th in yards per play against the run, and obviously the Colts the best running team in football, so some matchup advantages for the Colts as well. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Tampa Bay, minus 10 at the Carolina Panthers. Okay, you've got a great thought here about Carolina and what they can do with Cam. Yeah, so obviously, Chuba Hubbard's filled in admirably for Christian McCaffrey. They've actually been running the ball pretty well, but you just don't run against the Bucks. Teams don't even try to run against the Bucks anymore. So now you're asking Cam Newton to beat this Buccaneers team down the field. Cam's been so horrible. Uh, he just played his third straight game with a QBR under 30. The alternatives are obviously not even better than him. But the Bucks, they lost a lot of guys. Chris Godwin done for the year. Leonard Fournette out, Mike Evans questionable, so lots of question marks well, on whether the Bucks can and want to get margin. Well, I disagree with that a hundred percent. Wow, you, 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 I was going to say, man, good feedback, there, AJ. <laughs> then you just you I, always I talk gotta, too long. You always got to keep going until you reach that area of like, really, you don't. Well, let me just tell you how Tom Brady is off a loss. Forget off a. Uh, a shutout. Forget off an embarrassment on national TV. Off a loss in his career, this goes back to New England, goes to Tampa, his career, Tom Brady is 70% against the spread after losing a game straight up. That's 44 winners, 19 losers only. 44 times you cash back in Brady, 19 times you don't. That's 70%, which is over 69. And I'm telling you something. All right, I'm done with that. But I'm telling you something is if there's ever a time that a favorite's going to want margin, it's Tom Brady looking to completely want to put behind him that embarrassment. I have no doubt they want margin. This would be a rare time I'd pull an AJ and lay the lumber here. I was going to say, I feel like this feels like me trying to talk you into taking a 10-point road favorite in no, division. No, I'm not. I'm talking to <laughs> our, our audience across the country, not you. I mean, ah. I, I, I mean, what, you, you lean towards Carolina? No, I, I lean towards the Bucks, but I couldn't pull the trigger on them because of those injuries. All right. 